0: Long-time listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with ByHeart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is ByHeart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply.
1: What do Jamie Lee Curtis, Hosier, and Jamila Jamil all have in common? They are guests this season on the all-new podcast from Lemonada Media, As Me with Sinead. Activist, academic, TED Talker, Vogue cover model, and the first ever little person to be dressed by Gucci for the Met Ball, Sinead Burke helps us understand what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes by asking her guests what it's like to be them. Did you know that Victoria Beckham was bullied as a child or that Riz Ahmad suffers from imposter syndrome? I didn't. Every single chat is absolutely fascinating. Subscribe now to As Me With Sinead wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm not really craving salads right now. That feels too, like, obligatory, but I am wanting to drink more smoothies and more soups as a way to, like, get tons of veggies in and fruits and fiber without, like, feeling like I'm repenting for all the eating I did over the holidays.
1: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacey. And I'm Megan. And guys, hey, before we get started, we just want to make sure that if you haven't already, you take a moment to hit subscribe wherever you are listening right now. It's literally that easy. We know you can multitask because you're a parent. And that way you won't miss a single episode.
0: You know what else you should do right now? You should go to didn't I just feed you.com and subscribe to our newsletter.
1: Also, we're asking a lot, aren't we? I know That's most okay. people like. We deserve the, it.
0: Yeah, the numbers show that most people listen on their phones, but it should be pretty easy to do it. And if you follow us on Instagram as at deny Just Feed you, there is a link to sign up to subscribe in our link tree, See? in our click through. So we make lots it of places easy. to do that. Um, the reason you want to subscribe to the newsletter is because we include an extra recipe every week, and there might be giveaways there in the future. Just saying, not saying, just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Stacey, this is like uh, one of my favorite styles of episodes that we do. We have started doing these sort of like quarterly what we're eating right now episodes, which our listeners asked for. They really like to know what's going on with us, what we're eating, what we're cooking. And it's really fun to do it for every season. It's also a good time to, like, catch up. This is the first episode that we're actually recording together in
1: 2020. So, Stacey, what's up? That's going to confuse people because there have already <laughs> been two episodes in 2020. I know. I know. But we, we recorded keep those before the break. We did record those before the we break. Did. It's true. So, so I think that this is always an interesting time to record an episode like this because, like, we joke about you know, not having resolutions and like not getting pulled into all that BS about like new year, new you. Like, no, I like my, my old self. It's cool. Thanks. Yeah. You know, and not like laying it on thick about like getting healthy, like this month and having all these unattainable, unsustainable goals and just eat intuitively and do your thing. But for me, And I'm wondering for a lot of people, maybe eating intuitively (laughs) does sort of bring me back to healthier meals in January. And I'm not trying to make it a big deal or a major lifestyle change or about weight loss, or it's just like, I ate a lot in December and I'm like, oof, I could use a salad, (laughs) you know? So a lot of what I'm going to, I realized when I made my list of what I'm cooking right now It really is, like, quote-unquote healthier. I didn't mean for it to be that way. Okay, we
0: should—this is such a weird and funny word. And this episode is sandwiched between two, like, not really health-centric— episodes, but there's like some health language. I feel like health health as a word is very subjective. Like what does it mean to be healthy is so hard. And because it's like different for everyone. And I I just really appreciate Stacey so much that you like own how like eating lower carbs and monitoring like how your blood sugars feel because of your PCOS is like that's how that's how you frame what is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think that's really nice when people can define it for themselves. Um, And I mentioned in the smoothie episode about how I'm like trying to dive into actual intuitive eating, like intuitive eating as a diet as because that's what it is. It's like I people want to say, oh, it's so much better for you. And they like group it along with the health at every size movement. But there is some like diet culture even a little bit and intuitive oh, really? eating. can you talk about that for a minute yeah we should link to they have like 10 like the women who wrote the intuitive eating book the old one which you guys it's really boring i'm so sorry to tell you that because I want people to read it. That's hilarious. And I'd love for people to stop subscribing to diet culture or really, like, think about, you know, when when you think negatively about your body, like, are you doing that because that's how you really feel? Or are you doing that because that's, like, what's been sort of force-fed to you through media and other things? So one of the rules, the first rule is that you're supposed to, like, untangle yourself from diet culture, which I find very challenging, especially in January when it's kind of like everywhere, right? Everyone's talking about their new diet or their new resolution. Like even your high school friend on Facebook who you don't even keep up with anymore is telling you about their diet. Um, (laughs) Totally. Totally. But then the like, Final idea is this idea of gentle nutrition, which is like intuitive eating doesn't mean that you just get to eat whatever you want to all the time. And I think people conflate the two um, a lot. It means that you're like trying to tune out all the other noise, all the diet culture, all of the like, what are my friends ordering when we're out to eat? Or what are my coworkers ordering? Or like, what is everyone else bringing for lunch? and really like tune in to what your body wants and needs and craves um and there is this like swing where when you start to question your like diet culture things you're you kind of like binge eat and it's really scary i think anyways for me personally and i that might be an overshare but then you're supposed to be able to like swing back the other way like what you're saying you've tuned in really to what your body needs for a while now stacy and so that's how you know that, like, you just feel better when you don't eat sugar cereal in the afternoon. Yeah. As totally. much as you love to. Totally. <laughs> but that you'll, like, get to a point where you'll be like, oh, I a vegetable sounds good. Or, like, some, su- some nourishing soup is what my body really needs right now. Or, like, hey, I'm going to eat, like, I'm going to house some scrambled eggs right now because I know it's going to be several more hours until I can eat again. So it's, it's like a little bit intuitive eating is very layered and can be challenging. And in fact, I'm like trying to find a food therapist to start oh, doing. really? Yeah. With someone in Boise. I promised a follow up to like the weight loss episode and that's my follow up. <laughs> there you go. There you
1: have it. She promises. Even, she delivers.
0: Yeah. I can't remember if we've. I'm sorry. I'm going off on such a long tangent. Are you tired of hearing me talk? Oh, wait. You're listening to the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I just grew up with so much diet culture. And then working in food, it's kind of like ever present. And I think I have to deal with some of that stuff before I can make peace with my body.
1: And I would really like to do that. Yes. Yeah. It it feels good when you start to make peace with your body. And I want to refer people back to the weight loss episode as well, because at that point, we both wanted to lose weight and you don't have to share if you still want to or not. I still do, but not nearly as much. And I was just talking to my trainer about this the other day that my weight loss has been going pretty slowly. But there, there's a point, there's a threshold I cross where I go from being like really thinking about everything I'm putting in my mouth and really being angsty about it and really feeling uncomfortable in my body to feeling okay and like relaxing again. And it's just this place that I used to associate with a number, and I actually do think there is a number on the scale around which that happens, but I'm not paying attention to it anymore because I don't like to weigh myself very frequently. But, you know, am I at my goal? Do I look exactly the way I want in an, like, ideal diet culture <laughs> way? No, and I'm trying to let go of that too, but I feel so much better. Yeah. and when I tune into that and I tune into like my energy and I feel physically comfortable in my clothes and like I go into workout and I feel like I can handle it all and I can push myself and get stronger, then I it's it's a lot easier to kind of just do this intuitive eating where you tune the rest of it out. Anyway, I don't know what that's for, just that that's kind of where I am and that when you start to really pay attention to yourself, and I was forced to because of medical issues, Yeah, then you really start to realize that it's not about a number on the scale per se, but it's just about like knowing where you feel comfortable. And if you can get yourself to a place where you feel comfortable with your energy, with how you feel physically, with what you can do physically then uh, a lot else seems to fall into place, hopefully. Yes. Yes.
0: I love that. We both gave a little update. It also makes me want to talk about this like Jillian Michaels interview where she kind of like beat up on Lizzo for being like a poster child for obesity. And there's been a lot of backlash. Oh, yeah.
1: And I I was going to bring that up. Were you good?
0: Okay. I love the people who are responding and being like Lizzo gets on stage every night, sings, dances, plays the freaking flute. Yes. So who it. even cares what she looks like? That is the energy I'm trying to bring into 2020. And it's yeah. h- hard. also
1: like that's a sign of health, people. Yes, yes. Like that is a sign of conditioning, heart healthiness, energy. Like, I mean, I can't do any of that. Like, that's what I'm trying to get to, just like you're saying. <laughs> like the fact that somebody would use obesity as a code word, I think, for unhealthy. Yes. Right. Yes. Like that's what's happening there is ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and she's been doing it night after night. She's been on tour for like a year or something. Yes. It's insane. Anyway, I'm really glad you brought that up because I was like, Meh, should we carry on about it? But that I just saw that someone posted this whole thing about like, this is what she does every night. And I saw yeah. it today
0: for hours, so. you guys. She's not doing that for like, 20 minutes or, like, 30 minutes like we all are
1: at the gym. Yeah, like in Zumba class, dying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, ah, oh, step across, uh, step right, cross, Right, right? <laughs> She's doing it for, like, an for 90 minutes every night. Yeah, And God insane. knows how many, like, rehearsals in between for other stuff. So, what up, Lizzo? We're taking your energy into 2020, too. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Let's
1: do it. And let's talk about what we're cooking and eating. I promise we don't talk about
0: weight loss or diet culture in every single one of these What We're Eating Now episodes. Um, but it's feels relevant for January. No, but I think it was a good January. frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I will say, you know, we spent 18 days on the road. I am also yeah. craving some vegetables. <laughs> what are you excited about eating now, Stacey? Give me one.
1: Okay. So I actually don't have any vegetables <laughs> on my list <laughs> now that I said that. but. I have been just craving lighter proteins. Okay. So more fish. So I was flipping through one of my mom's cookbooks when I was visiting her over break about the blue zones, which is this like zone kind of across the globe where people live a really, really long time. And it was like a National Geographic book that included recipes. And it's interesting because one of the famous places in the blue zone is a place in Greece another one is a place in Costa Rica another one is a place in I don't know but it's like it's like a band across the globe so there's all these different cultures and cuisines but there's a lot of overlapping in the ingredients that they're using and it's really just (laughs) common sense. They're eating a lot of vegetables. They're eating um, some raw olive oil. They're eating a lot of beans. They're not eating a ton of meat. So, you know, we were doing a lot of high protein last year just because I was cutting down on carbs and then my husband's also like weightlifting these days and Isaac loves meat (laughs) and is also like getting to the age where he's starting to like build a little muscle and he's, you know, he fancies himself an athlete. So I'm also trying to just cut back a little bit on the meat. Um, So with that, what am I doing? There's a baked fish with fresh herbs that's an old recipe of Martha Stewart's That is, she does with tilapia, but I like doing... I don't love tilapia, actually, so I do it with kind of any good lower mercury, like white fish filet. And the recipe sounds gross when you describe it, but I swear it's delicious. You put a layer of mayonnaise on top of the fish.
0: Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. That does not sound gross at all. That sounds so delicious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mayonnaise is one of my like see- favorite secret ingredients it works awesome for breading chicken we talked about this in the chicken nugget yeah. episode yeah and it adds like tons of flavor and moisture to stuff
1: carry on okay so you put literally you just put a, a schmear like a thick schmear of mayonnaise on your fish filet and then you just stick on like covering the mayo a ton of fresh herbs i usually use like scallions or chives and dill, and maybe tarragon, but like whatever. Parsley is great. Just chop them up and you put them on top and then you bake the fish. It's so quick. It's so easy. And the mayonnaise makes the fish fillet really moist. It helps it cook really nicely. And you have all that fresh herb giving you like a ton of delicious, like fresh, clean flavor. So I first made that recipe, I swear it's like before I had kids. I don't know, but I kind of abandoned it. And I recently looked it up and was like, oh, I'm going to try it. And everybody loved it. I think I've mentioned this recipe before on the show, baked crispy peanut tofu at Minimalist Baker. You
0: have. You've definitely put that in a what I'm eating now. Yeah. I love it. But you can adapt
1: it with lots of different vegetables and ingredients, right? Yeah. And the reason why I make it is because tofu is just really not that popular in my house. And I was making it the other day and Oliver was like, oh, you're making that tofu. Like that's the best way to eat tofu. I mean, he's 10. Like he like tofu is not normally exciting. Yeah. He loves it. It's really crispy. It's super flavorful. The sauce is made really simply has peanut butter. So you get a little like protein boost from that and then like chili sauce and lime and a little soy sauce. It's really easy. Okay. There is a recipe going around that I was like, what is this? It's on Epicurious. We're going to have the links to all of these recipes in the show notes. Don't worry. But it's called salad pasta. Have you seen this? I haven't. I'm very intrigued, though. Yeah. Say more. So it's not pasta salad, it's salad pasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's basically a whole salad's worth of greens folded into pasta.
0: Oh, okay. It's, but like, what kind of greens? Like romaine? Like or salad. Yeah, like arugula
1: and okay. arugula. Pretty much that's it. Um, they use basil, which I really like, and lemon juice. And uh, it's just really yummy. <laughs> you do like, you put a little like anchovy and butter and lemon juice to coat the pasta. And then you toss it with all these greens. And it's delish. What I like about it is it really challenges the like your what you anticipate or expect from the ratio. You feel like you're eating a big pasta, but I mean a big salad rather, but it has this heft and it has some pasta to it. And then, hey, they are no longer a sponsor. I'm just saying it because I do it. If you use bonza penne, for example, you get some extra protein in there too. Um, other times I've used regular penne and I've actually added chickpeas it sounds so good
0: i it, want it with the chickpeas and regular pasta even though yeah. i love bonza my kids love bonza but i love the idea it reminds me of um like salad pizzas yes yes, yes. in a really totally. good way where you're like oh this is very satisfying because i'm getting like the best of both worlds in every totally. single
1: bite that's a great great comparison yes i recently posted a recipe on my site something called lomo saltado which is a peruvian beef stir fry Mm. and this was a recipe i did a cooking class when we were in peru which was gosh was it almost a year ago i guess we're coming up it was last spring and we took a class in lima where there are chiefas around every single corner. And chiefas are actually not just in the city. They're all over the country. But basically, I don't remember, and I wouldn't want to give misinformation or do injustice to the story, but there is a connection between the Chinese and the Peruvians. Okay. Um, I believe an aspect of the story is that Chinese people were used as labor. I'm not sure if they were enslaved or not, but there are a large number of Chinese people with a long history in Peru. And the chifas are basically like our Chinese-American restaurants where they were making their traditional Chinese food using local Peruvian ingredients. So lomo saltado is basically a beef stir fry that comes, its heritage is Chinese beef stir fry, but it's the Peruvian version. It has plum tomatoes in there. The traditional version calls for aji amarillo, which are these uh, yellow Peruvian peppers that are a little bit hot. They have a flavor that's a little bit like a scotch bonnet or a habanero, you know where it has like a citrus note almost? Yeah. But they are less spicy. So um, if you want to get like a heat match, because it's hard to find the yellow peppers here, you would use more like a serrano. But it's a very simple, like lean beef stir fry.
0: And we'll link to the recipe on your site in the show notes, yeah. right? Yeah. Can I put you on blast for a minute? Totally. Are you ready? People DM regularly and they ask about the sous vide egg bites and when you're gonna put those oh, on your site. No,
1: someone, someone recently DM'd me on my own personal. Someone DM'd like,
0: me on my own personal. Really?
1: <laughs> That's hilarious, like, to complain
0: about me? <laughs> no, it was just like, hey, I was wondering, do you know where Stacy's sous vide egg white that is or so egg bite funny. recipe? And I was like, oh, okay. I'll
1: follow up with her. I have two things to say about that. One yes. is you can always complain to me. I, like, the person who wrote to me, I was like, I'm the worst, and I'm so sorry, and I'm going to work on it this weekend just for you. It's also and just real life. Is, okay, but, but wait. Do they not follow me and they follow you? Because then that's a problem, too. <laughs> no, I am I actually at Stacy a- Billis. Follow me and complain to me directly, people. <laughs> they were very
0: polite in the I'm DMs. Sure it I'm was joking. not a complaint. I don't know if they follow me, but they do follow. It should be a complaint. Didn't I just feed you,
1: too? No. I got um, a lot of work, people. A lot of work. But okay. I'm happy to finally do that. All right. I'm going to power through just like three more things. Okay, Three great. or four more things. Okay, uh, two other recipes on my site that I have been have been in heavy rotation: um, a super easy roasted squash and apple soup, yes, uh, and roasted cauliflower with chickpeas. Which sounds boring, but is one of my favorite recipes. It's tossed with a very very simple mustard vinaigrette. Oh, I do have. There you go. That's my vegetable.
0: It's Um, very, um, it's also like a super versatile side. Like you can put any other kind of dressing on it or like chopped garlic and fresh herbs. That's one I'm familiar
1: with and I love too. So I um, have trying to been, I've been trying to eat more beans also. So on Instagram, on IGTV, I did... um, I think in December, marinated beans, mm. so I've been doing a lot of marinated beans, and I also read about like the powers of sourdough, and I feel like I want to do more research into this, so please guys don't like don't at me yet. I need to like i'm not, I'll talk about it more <laughs> later, but I feel like a lot of the wheat whole wheat bread that we buy, we feel like it's super healthy because it's whole wheat, but maybe look a little closer. And I feel like sourdough has a lot of uh, health properties for bread. And it forces me also to get like a high quality loaf too from the bakery that isn't going to be loaded with like sugar or high fructose corn syrup or other preservatives to make it shelf stable. So I've been buying more like sourdough from the bakery, eating the marinated beans on top, and that's pretty hefty. And then roasting sausage
0: Mm. And then the
1: sausage becomes a smaller portion. Yeah. Instead of, like, the centerpiece. Yes. Coconut almond raspberry thumbprint cookies for sweet. They're a vegan cookie that I rediscovered over the holidays because I make them for Santa every year. And I posted them on my site. They are a cookie made without butter, which you think could never compete with real cookies made with butter. I shouldn't have used the word real. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, And they are Insanely delicious. Double chocolate brownies from Half the Sugar Bar by oh, Jennifer Tyler yeah. Lee, who we those interviewed last our, week. Yes, those are on the site. On our site. And then two other things Zesty Z-, Zesty, Z- Zesty Z Zatar Spread. We'll have the Amazon affiliate link on the site. And Brooklyn Deli is the brand name. They make a tomato, a char. These are two jars of like sauce slash condiments. And I'm trying to like really boost the flavor of simply roasted vegetables like squash and cauliflower. Also use a little bit more like whole milk Greek yogurt, which you know is a favorite of mine. And both of these things, you can just like toss on top of vegetables, swirl into yogurt, and you get a little extra flavor, sometimes protein. The sitar spread, I even just spread on top of fish recently and baked Mm. it. So, oh, and I did it with... um. Wedge potatoes and made it like a Middle Eastern-y fish and chips. That sounds so, so good.
0: I bet you could do that with the mayo technique from that Martha yes, recipe too. Yes. Exactly. I'm doing that. I'm stealing that idea it's right so now. so good. So that was a lot. Long list, but it's all there in the show notes. It's so good. My list Talk is... My list is not as long so that will be good and I want to say about the sourdough because I just had this thought we yeah. should have my colleague at kitchen Kelly Foster come on because she just wrote a book about the it's called the probiotic kitchen and it's all about how things like sourdough and beans and sauerkraut and pickles and yogurt yes. all of those prebiotics and probiotics are like so good for yes, your digestion. Yes, yes. And then there's, like, also some link between your digestion and gut health and your happiness.
1: So I feel like you're just eating to be
0: happier, Stacey.
1: Yes, 100%. It's proven, people. Done and done.
0: We're scheduling it. Do it. Another thing I wanted to bring back to the listeners group was an ingredient and we'll link to it on Amazon. Like we're linking to your couple ingredients is better than bullion. Someone shared a thread in, in the listeners group and I was like, oh, that is a product that I haven't used in years and years and years. And so I just bought some. And it's sort of like this suit, like you use it in place of broth, but you can also use it like straight up. And um, it's very, very savory. Um, And we have used it for everything from ramen to like tossing on roasting vegetables or roasted vegetables. Um, It's so good. And I feel like maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like because I don't know the process of making better than bouillon. It's like a little bit more environmentally friendly than buying cartons upon cartons of vegetable and chicken stock. So I'm using both the like low sodium chicken, the low sodium beef, and then there's a vegetable version. And that there's been like also a, a roasted garlic base. I haven't tried it yet. It's yeah, like new. So since I love I, better than bouillon. oh, do you? Okay, I do. I yeah. feel like everyone else knew that better than bouillon was amazing, and like I maybe used it once or twice in my early twenties, and then f- promptly forgot about it. And so it's been fun to like rediscover it. I think, anyways. I mentioned that we used it to make ramen. I, like, I'm not a ramen expert, so please know that what we make at home is very, like, hacky ramen. Like, I'm clearly not always using... um, like I should like traditional ramen broth or anything like that but I find it's like a really easy way to get my kids to eat like a bowl full of veggies because they're like in the broth and then they have the noodles and for a long time I was just buying the like iconic what is that brand I'm totally gonna Uh, blank on it it. you know Nissan yeah in the like plastic crinkle package and you can buy like seven of them for a dollar yeah and then just not using the flavor packet yeah like just using the noodles but I just discovered this brand um that you can get at Whole Foods it's called Ocean's Halo and it's like ramen noodles it's a bigger package so we generally like just use one of those versus four little packets and the noodles are so good And you cook them just like the regular, old-school, super-cheap ones. And we, this week, had ramen with um, roasted mushrooms on top. And, you know, speaking of vegetables, we're trying to eat more vegetables because we ate so much junk over the holidays and because that's also what I've been craving. I could eat mushrooms in every form. Like, I would eat them raw, little cremini mushrooms, um, sauteed in a little garlic butter, roasted in the oven. I would eat garlic or garlic. I would eat mushrooms at every single meal if I could with eggs
1: folded into omelets. Um but it's so f- funny that you're mentioning that because I made a like like ad hoc like lunch spread uh, okay. from at my mom's house over break and she just has She always just has like weird, random things in her house. It's very (laughs) perplexing. But anyway, I won't judge. Um, She has a very strange diet. And she had mushrooms. And I just sauteed them the way I normally do, like a splash of sherry, finishing them with vinegar, like olive oil and butter combined, a little shallot. And everybody was like, oh my God, these are so good. And I was like, you're right. They're so good. And I want to start cooking them more.
0: Yes, do it. It's so satisfying. And mushrooms, I feel like, are full of um, nutrients that I don't get other places in my diet. And, like, in general, we should all be eating them more. Right? I think so. I think um, so. I'm the totally other thing with you. I wanted to mention is, like, not a – well, we can link to the recipe. There is a new recipe on Kitchen that is, um, like, a stuffed – a vegetarian stuffed mushroom – But really, the way you end up building it, because it has, like, goat cheese and dried sun-dried tomatoes and shallot and Parmesan, it almost is like the idea of a tostada where it's like you're building a sandwich almost on portobello mushrooms. And... Obviously, like for my kids, I'm not doing the version with like a ton of baby spinach and goat cheese, actually for my husband too because he doesn't love goat cheese, but we've had iterations of it with other veggies um, and cheese and stuff on it, and it's really like a really great, easy dinner, and we'll do that like alongside just some plain buttered and Parmesan pasta for the kids, and everyone really enjoys it. Another way to get my mushrooms in.
1: Other cheese do you use? Because I don't like goat cheese either.
0: Yeah, I, this is so, I'm like a little bit embarrassed to say cream cheese. (laughs) Oh no, why? Cream cheese is I don't know why I'm embarrassed. Because I think of like cream cheese is very pedestrian. It's not like quark or something like really elegant. But my kids rediscovered because we had like continental hotel breakfasts on our road trip. They rediscovered bagels and cream cheese. And so we've been buying a-
1: Oh, yeah. my God. I don't, my New York know, City kids I forget. would pass out. My kids live on bagels, as you know.
0: There's, like, one great bagel shop in Boise, and it's always jam-packed. So we don't eat there very often. It's not mm. like where there's a bagel shop on every corner, Stacey. Yeah.
1: I know. Um, I'm sorry. But bagel is, like, a staple of the New Yorker diet.
0: It's like the pizza thing, right? Yes. Which now <laughs> now that I'm saying that, I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to try making bagels at home again, um, which you would never do. I know. But Nope. <laughs> Mini bagel. (laughs) So we've been buying the mini bagels and doing that, like, with cream cheese or veggie cream cheese. And so we have a lot of cream cheese in our house. I feel like I've spoken before about my love of veggie cream cheese, and so we've been keeping that on heavy rotation. I just make it in the food processor. I feel like it's really easy, and then I can include all the veggies that my kids like, like carrots and peppers and parsley instead of anything, like, any strong herbs. But uh, we'll link to my recipe on Kitchen if you want to try having some veggie cream cheese in your life too so you can use that on those portobello mushrooms like veggie cream cheese and then parmesan which is also
1: a little i think of as a tiny bit not pedestrian but like if you're like a foodie foodie
0: yeah that isn't that a weird that's a weird food media thing that we live in where we're like this is passe almost but yeah um, but it's
1: basically like yummy cream cheese with garlic herbs
0: Now I want to go buy some, adding that to my list. Mm. Mm. Um, clearly, we're on a soup jag because I've also been loving this recipe on kitchen from my friend Patty, um, who worked with me I, uh, when I worked for Alton. And uh-huh. it's just like a super simple sweet potato kale It's, like, made to be Whole30, so it's, like, calls for a chicken sausage, but you could use any sausage that you like. We kind of like a a mild kielbasa sausage that's a little bit spicy. And then it's just, like, Italian seasoning and chicken broth or that better than bouillon. I just, I love it. I love sweet potatoes. I love kale. And it's all, like, mild enough that my kids are into it, which is not the most important thing, but it helps when you're making dinner every night, right? Absolutely. Last thing I wanna mention, and then I feel like we should talk about breakfast. I don't know why I feel like that, but (laughs) um, there is another kitchen recipe, which is this like, yeah, I can tell. This mushroom ragu, now they're serving it over polenta, which polenta and grits are very similar, but we just always have grits on hand. So we do it more over grits than over polenta. You could use either, but it's just like, you can use any kind of mushrooms. There's lots of garlic, a carrot, you grate an onion. a little tomato paste and it's like meaty and super satisfying without any meat in it and we'll link to that one as well nice i would eat that for breakfast p.s okay so with mushroom now you're getting
1: us to talk about breakfast
0: yeah actually
1: yeah okay go for it
0: well i don't i'm i want to put like i'm asking you because i feel like breakfast is one of those meals that i Kind of fail for myself. For my kids, we're doing like more bagels and cream cheese. We've also been doing sourdough toast. So it's funny that you mentioned that. But with this like Trader Joe's um, cinnamon bun spread, I, I'm like, oh, wait, that's probably a lot of sugar in the morning.
1: <laughs> it sounds delicious. I put my foot down and I
0: was like, we're not buying breakfast cereal for breakfast anymore. So that's been it. We've had to like re jigger our mornings. We're eating a lot of oatmeal.
1: So we also have rejiggered mornings a little, because here's the quickie, quickie backstory, which is that, you know, talking about, like, what we started with at the beginning of the episode, like what your body craves as you move from the holidays into January and, like, travel and whatever. So Isaac didn't practice basketball that much over break. He was like, I just need to relax, and I get that, like... I'm like, cool, like, take your time. But by the end, I was like, you know, you should get up. You should move a little. Like, he loves to read. He, like, read something like nine books in two That's
0: amazing. It
1: is amazing. It's such a gift that he loves stories and books as much as he does. So, you know, he was reading, he was swimming when we went to Florida to visit my mom. And, like, he was just basically chilling out and giving himself a total break, which he deserves. But combined with not practicing basketball, he was, like, going to Starbucks every day. Like, getting... We have a whole
0: episode on that, Ugh, too, yeah.
1: about what—and <laughs> mm. Isaac was a guest. About kids and
0: coffee and what he gets when he goes to Starbucks.
1: And then we were also, like, eating out a lot. My mom doesn't, like, love to cook. She cooked for us a couple of nights. But, like, I wanted to take time off from cooking after the holidays. So we were going to, like, hotels and restaurants, whatever. It just felt, I'm sure, the way you felt when you were on the road for 18 days. So at one point, he went to, like, get another one of these, like, chestnut, praline, blubbity blahs at Starbucks. And I was like, I said something. And he was like, stop. You need to stop. And I really, like, hurt him because I was like, okay, I'm going into that. Like, it's not diet culture in terms of weight, but I'm going into that, like, judgy place Yeah. And constantly pinging him. And that's not what I want for myself, for him, and for our family. And I was like, okay. I hear you, I respect you. I just really feel like I need to say one thing clearly. And we had just interviewed Jennifer yes. from last week's episode. And I was like, I'm just going to say this clearly once and then you need to go ahead and start making your own decisions. But, you know, we're eating too much sugar. The, this is the impact of it. Like this is what you need to know. It's not that I expect you to like eat like you're a pro athlete or be on any kind of special diet. You're a kid, everything in moderation. I just think you need to look at what moderation is. Like, what does moderation mean to you? Because a lot of times we think we're being moderate and in actuality we're not because ketchup and mayo and the yogurts we're eating, you know? So it's not so much judging anybody's idea of what moderation is. It's just making sure that the decisions you're making actually align with what you think they are. Right. Yes. there's yes. So much hidden and no one makes it easy for us. No. So I gave him my little spiel and I was like, that's that I'm shutting up. We finished vacation. He has a Starbucks every day. He does his thing. We got home and he was like, you know, I just feel like I want to change up the way I'm eating. I'm going back to basketball. I enjoyed myself. I can't, I feel like he came up on it on his own. Of course, I'm influential. Of course, I've probably said things that I didn't even realize I said about myself that he's picking up on. But he came to this decision on his own. And then the last few days, Mike has been in charge of breakfast in the morning and putting out same English muffins and Greek yogurt that he puts out (laughs) every day. And he has been for five years. And like every day, Isaac, shoves the English muffin back at me and goes, I thought we agreed I'm eating healthy. And I'm like, oh, dad, I keep forgetting to fill dad in. Okay. Yes. By the way, like bread can be healthy, but he's like, yeah, I don't want just two pieces of English muffin with butter. So I was like, yep, you're right. So yogurt, smoothie, turning uh, English muffin, half of an English muffin into avocado toast or peanut butter instead. So- We have been switching at breakfast a little. And for me, because I was, I knew I hadn't worked out in a while and I was going back to working out, Jennifer Garner on her Instagram, which how much do we love it? She's the sweetest. The best. But like two years ago, she shared like the smoothie that she drank every morning. I don't know if she still does, but it's a really fantastic, simple, quick recipe. It looks gray and sludgy. Catherine would not be proud, <laughs> but it is what it is. And it makes me feel freaking great. And so like, I've been drinking that every single morning.
0: Okay. Link me in the show notes. Yeah. I need it. I need it. Yeah. I've
1: been, um, so
0: good. It's funny you say that. And besides your like pasta, salad, salad, pasta, <laughs> um, neither of us actually really mentioned like salads yeah you're and right, one did. of the <laughs> things i decided is like i don't i'm not really craving salads right now that feels too like obligatory but i am wanting to drink more smoothies and more soups as a way to like get tons of veggies in and fruits and fiber without like feeling like i'm repenting for all the eating i did over the holidays totally okay I love, we, there's a lot. We have a ton of links that we have to put in the show notes. I wanted to ask you, since you mentioned Isaac reading and because I'm trying to be a better reader, if you are reading anything right now, books or interesting articles um, that you want to share.
1: As a matter of fact, you know that I wish I was more of a reader. Don't we all? Ugh. But I got two books over Christmas break that I really enjoyed. So something that you guys may not know about me is that I love true crime.
0: I did not know this, but I am here for it. I'm obsessed with true crime. Like
1: almost every other podcast I listen to besides... Our own. <laughs> <laughs> and is. our friends. Like the Mom Hour and Edit Your Life. It's and, true. Like, yeah. I listen to those, but like the when I... Like, those are the ones that are just like automatic. Yes. Like sponge, But when you're craving
0: something. Edit Your like, Life, oh, yeah. Mom
1: Hour. And those are like parent... That's like when I'm on the go, like everyday listening. But when I'm like, I want a new podcast. Like, I want a commitment. The way... Like, the way I might go into choosing a new book. Yeah. Right? And it's not just, like, part of the background and routine. I go straight to true crime. So, my older son, Isaac, knows me so well. For Christmas, he bought me Mindhunter inside the FBI's elite serial crime unit. Okay. So, there's a show called Mindhunter that's great. I know. We started watching it. I love it. Do you love it? Yeah, it's so good. So good. So, this is... The book that it was based on. And it's so good. I I love it. And it makes me really happy that my 13-year-old okay. knew that I would. I think that's really sweet. There's also another book I read that I like. It's called The Body in Question, a oh, novel. Okay. A novel is part of the title by okay. Jill Cement, C-I-M-E-N-T. That's fiction and um also has a little crime aspect. <laughs> <laughs> How about you?
0: Well, I just picked up from the library because I had it on hold. I think I mentioned it in the smoothie project that I was trying to get my hands on the it diet. Yeah. Which is also a podcast. Uh, what is her name? And a great Instagram. Caroline. Caroline. Oh, I can't remember her last name right now. And it's not in front of me. But I'm really excited to dive into it because it's uh, supposed to be a great like intuitive eating guide. That's not boring. That won't make me fall asleep like the other intuitive eating that <laughs> did. And then um, someone sent me, and now I don't know who actually. I'm like, was it a gift? Is it a promo copy? But when I was looking at it, it came out in 2018 Extra help- Helping Recipes for Caring, Connecting, and Building Community One Dish at a Time. Are you familiar with this? The Four yeah. by Julia Tertian.
1: <laughs> I know. Wait, did you send it to me? <laughs> no, we're going to interview her. <laughs> oh
0: wow we just that's it we just end the episode right there because <laughs> clearly i'm on it for 2020 <laughs> it's that lizzo energy mm. <laughs> oh that's hilarious that's it Stacey. that's all i got Stacey. we got to get a thread going in the listeners group and hear what everyone else is cooking and eating right now maybe and we're reading. probably and reading yeah i keep like uh, it's that weird thing where we promise stuff in our listeners group and then we don't always get to it. Sort of like the sous vide egg bites. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> but I keep like toying with the idea, like, what if we did a quarterly book club where we all read one book in the listeners group?
1: Could be fun. Oh, I think that would be really fun. I'm the worst reader, though. I mean, if you think maybe it took me a long time to get the sous vide egg bites, it'll take me forever it motivate to read a
0: book. <laughs> we'll get there. But in the meantime, you can find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Facebook, where you can join that private listeners group. When you are prompted to answer a question about our favorite cocktail, you can answer with the word whiskey, or you can tell us your favorite cocktail. And you can also find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram, where we post together. And separately, Stacey is at Stacey Billis, and I am at
1: Megan underscore Splone. We also have a newsletter you should sign up for. (gasps) Oh, yeah. And if you go to the show notes, you'll get a pop-up. If you don't, um, you can go to our Instagram and you'll just click the little link in bio and you'll see a sign up there. We're sharing bonus content there. We promise it's not just redundancies. That's not, we're not trying to take up space in your inbox. We're just trying to get y'all what you need. And most importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please, please kick the year off by spreading word and telling your friends and family and everyone you see who you know could use a little help in the kitchen to subscribe to. It makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. Our
0: music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Isaac. Yeah? What's your favorite vegetable? Um, do peppers count as vegetables? Of course they do. Okay, peppers. They taste the best.